For tape, CDs, DVDs, to our publication, Voices from His Excellent Glory, Declaring the Kingdom, write P.O. Box 21516, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Zip 71903. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. This is the 2021 Lake Hamilton Bible Camp January virtual Zoom meeting. Deborah Bales is hosting this meeting with Lake Hamilton Bible Camp's director, Merrill Miller. This is Friday evening, January the 8th, 2021. Randy Ritchie is the speaker of the evening teaching on idolatry. Those of you who are have signed up for the camp this weekend, those that are here tonight and the other two camps, let me tell you, you are not here by chance. The Lord has called every one of you. He wants to work in every one of your lives, even in the ministers, to raise them up higher and bless them that are with us tonight. We are all called tonight to be with him. I urge you, everyone, to confess your sins. Confess your hidden sins. Forgive those who have hurt you and caused you harm. Look to the Lord to deliver you and bring you out of darkness into the light, everyone. I thank the Lord that he has brought everyone today together. I give praise unto the Lord and unto my God, my God, my Lord Yeshua, King of Kings is he. And I thank him that I am a part of this camp, that I can come and be with all of you. I thank him that he delivers us every day. When we get up in the morning, we praise and glorify him. We bow down and humble ourselves before him. We cry out to him to deliver us day by day in the name of Jesus. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. Galatians 5. Uh, the 19 through 26, and we all know this, but I wanted to read it again. Because, as Paul said, we were once one of them, but we have come out of this to be cleansed by the Lord. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, 
gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. In the last year, we have all seen all these things erupt in our land. And I want to read out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 25 through 33, I believe it is. But ye have not at not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel They despise all my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. And I would not want to be in that place and call on the Lord, and he would not hear me. I would not want to be in that place. But right now, we see the enemy running rapid across this country. But the Lord says that he will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. That what you reap, you will sow. And all the liars and the false teachers and those that have given false statements in the last four years, they will reap what they have sown. The Lord is coming in 21, in 2021 to change the way America has been. He is coming to change and lift up his church. He is coming to, to change the way that things have been done. And I ask the Lord, come quickly, come quickly. Amen. Randy, I turn it over to you. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We humble ourselves before you, Lord. And your promise, your promise is to give grace to the humble. And to resist the proud. And so, Lord, we just come with repentant hearts. Every one of us falls short of the glory of God. And the closer we draw to you, the more we should know how much we need you. And, Jesus, you are our only answer. Lord, you are holy. 
you are loving, you are kind, you are graceful, you are mighty, and you are a God of justice as well. And, Lord, I'm going to speak for me, and I believe everybody within the sound of my voice, uh, we want to be judged according to Jesus. (laughs) And we thank you that you chose that if we would just believe and that by grace through faith we are saved and we get credit for the glorious man Jesus and what he did on the face of this earth, the spotless Lamb of God. Lord, we just ask you, to help us to be difference makers, that your kingdom would advance, that into the darkness the light shall shine. And, Lord, we give you glory and honor and praise. Thank you for the adoption as sons and daughters of the living God and the spirit of adoption is within us. And we cry out, Abba, Father. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We bind a strong man assigned against the ministry assigned against everyone within the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, those that are hearing now and those that might hear later in the name of Jesus. We bind mind-blinding spirits and deaf, dumb spirits. We bind that wickedness. I thank you, Lord, that you shine your light down into all of our souls in the name of Jesus, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ to expose any dark light, to expose any wicked waters, to expose hidden works of darkness, Lord and that repentant hearts and we will confess our sin and let Lord we shall eat at the master's table because deliverance is the children's bread Lord we ask you not only for deliverance but healing Lord that hearts would be healed broken hearts would be healed wounds would would be bound in the name of Jesus according to the promise of the living God. Your promises are yes and amen. And, Lord, I thank you for the anointing that shall destroy yokes in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to get all the glory. We give it to you in advance for what you've done in the past, what you're doing today, and what you'll do tomorrow. And, Lord, I believe it it, that it just came to me. That, that, that when you gave us a prayer to pray that said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And holy are you. Your name is special. <laughs> thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let it be done at this meeting. Let it be done in all of our lives. Let it be done in our nation. Let it be done across the world. Let it be done in your people's life, Lord. And we just thank you. I thank you, Lord, that none of us that are born again, none of us are even citizens of this world anymore. But we're passing through. But we're passing through with a cause. We're passing through with a purpose. We're passing through with a commission to let the gospel of your kingdom be declared. To bring liberty to the captive, to open blind eyes, deaf ears shall hear, the lame shall walk, and the dead shall rise. And I thank you, Lord, that that shall be done spiritually as well as physically. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. I want to talk a little bit before I go into the main body of my teaching tonight. And um, this land needs healing. We're in trouble and, and people want to avoid the political aspect of things. But I'm going to tell you something. It ain't about politics. It's about life and death. But when the Christians in the nation of the United States decided that their faith was separate from their governmental decisions and who they brought into office, 
it set the stage for what we're facing now. Truth is, and I confess it is sin over this nation. I, I want to tell you, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of repenting tonight. <laughs> we're gonna do, do a lot of confessing. See, I can confess the sins of my ancestors. I can confess the sins of the body of Christ. Even I can confess. Well, first I begin with me. All right, Let, let's get that right. We begin with us. But we can confess people's sins. And and the truth be known, representation to the living God, even for the lost. We confess their sins. We confess the sins of our ancestors, the sins of our cities, our states, our counties, our villages, uh, uh, everywhere we are, all the way up. Every government official, see, because we're the only ones qualified to do that. We are the only ones that can make up the hedge. God said he's searched over, looking for one to make up the hedge, but he couldn't find any. Well, I believe he's finding, I I believe there's some people woke up across our nation that are calling on the living God and across the world. (laughs) Because, listen, the problems here are a world problem. (laughs) Their problem, listen, God is a nationalist, but he set the borders to keep men from coming into agreement and creating disaster. So he set those parameters. He loves people all over, but I'm going to tell you that that the problems here are everybody's problem. The enemy is trying to bring, to destroy our nation. On one side, you have people that want to create a one-world order on the other side. And we're not talking about the people in these nations or the people. We're talking about high-level bureaucracies, high-level aristocrats, high-level uh, rulers. And, and then on the other side, you got the kings of the east led by the Chinese. Well, the Chinese aren't even people. There's more Christians there. Then are in the United States, more born-again people living under persecution. But there's a billion of them, and they got a terrible government that wants to see us destroyed. We're in the fight. <laughs> Listen, we're in a fight. Good versus evil. Imperfect people willing to repent and call on the name of the Lord against the, the enemy using some that know what they're doing, most that are just blind. So we need to confess the sins of our ancestors, confess our own sins, confess uh, everybody that we, we see the darkness. We've got to lift that up before God. Daniel did it, chapter 10. Nehemiah did it. Nehemiah going before a king, he's telling God, he said, God, I've sinned. Everybody sinned. The nation sinned. Forgive us. Daniel going before the Lord, appealing to God because he sees it's time for Judah that had been judged, carried off to Babylon to come back. He saw it through the prophetic word. Seventy years, Jeremiah prophesied. Seventy years was up. Daniel starts praying. And he starts off with, I've sinned. My fathers have sinned. The whole nation sinned against you. That's identificational repentance. We have to repent. We have to call for everybody. Now, to repent is identification. I want to say it again. Identification, confession of sin. We're all gift, Lord. Just here it is, Lord. Mercy. But then repentance means I turn from mine. I have a change of mind. The things I used to do, I don't agree with anymore. 
And and I want to tell you, body of Christ, we're in the place, and I I believe with that we are right on that spot in the book of Revelation. It tells you that let those being profane go on being profane. Those being holy go on being holy. A line is drawn in the sand. And and I and I will say this, and and I mean, I've God pour out His Spirit. We can get revival. We can get a a pushback against this darkness. That's what we're doing. That's we, we it begins with us as individuals. We our prayer makes a difference. We can come together and make our voices known, and God can give us a reprieve. But I, we cannot compromise with sin and death and destruction in the name of unity. You can't do what's gone on for so long. So we we have, because the body of Christ didn't rise up and protest when they took prayers out of school, then we raised up generations of godless kids. <laughs> uh, because, by the way, even in many homes where they, they did lift up in the name of Jesus, but they, and they did believe in God, but my people perish for lack of knowledge. But when you sent these kids off to school, they spent more time at school than you had them at home. And a godless agenda has been foistered upon us. The godless agenda has been played out by design for these generations. Next, when Roe versus Wade came and they decided that we're going to have abortion, uh, that it's okay, free will choice, uh, by the state, that murder of babies was sanctioned. A bloodstain began to come against. It's one thing that people go off and do it in the dark. It's a whole other thing when the state of a, that represents a people and a government is sanctioning it. And those 60 million babies or more that have been destroyed were all sacrifices to the enemy that he's drawn power from. And that when you when you see the fruit in what we're seeing today, so we have to consider God forgive us, and we got to call on the name of the Lord, and we got to ask Him if He gives us another an opportunity. And I believe He's given us one. We have another opportunity that we won't do it like we did last time and just get lazy and enjoy the fat of the land. God told Israel, when you come into the land that I've given you, don't forget it's me that's given you the power to gain gain wealth, to establish my covenant as I did with your fathers as I did to this day. He's telling Israel, you're going to have everything you need. Don't forget me. And we, our nation did that in many ways. Forgive us, Lord. But now I want you to hear me. People are astounded by what we, and, and it's crazy. There's insanity. I mean, all the way from not needing an ID to vote to opening up borders to all the cheating and lying and stealing and all the intrigue and all the things. We've seen all of that. And the violence on one hand that's, that, that is okay. And then, and then on the other hand, a staged violent act, which is, done on purpose to condemn a group of people that weren't violent. We've seen it all. It ain't Republican. It's not Democrat. Red and yellow, black and white. It's not race. This thing is God's side. Jesus, and, and, and uh, when 
Joshua ran into Jesus at the walls of Jericho. He said, uh, whose side are you on? Jesus said, I'm on God's side, <laughs> the commander of the army. Listen, it's about God's side. But listen to me, body Christ. you got to guard your hearts. Because as bad as things are and as ungodly as things are, you got to fight for those people. You gotta lift, you've gotta confess or say, God forgive them from your goodness. Open their eyes. I find their enemy. And if we don't do that, we just feed the monster. I saw a very good minister the other day and he, he got up and he said, I'm gonna come back and start ministering. I'm gonna teach my partners. I'm gonna do this. He said, I had to take a sabbatical because I had all this odd in my heart against people that I perceive acting crazy. Well, to his credit, <laughs> to his credit, he took himself out of the pulpit until he got, he goes, how am I going to sit here and teach you and tell you you need to let people go and forgive when I wasn't doing it? I have a whole teaching on unholy judgment, and I, I really, honestly, I've come to feel like in it that, that it may be the very foundation beyond getting saved, getting born again, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. You want freedom? You want to be free? It starts with forgiveness. Blessing your enemies. Forgiving. Praying for those that despitefully use you. It says to these are given the power to become sons of God. So I just admonish this body here. Pray for these lost people. Many of them. Now listen. Many of them are reprobate. But I'm going to tell you something. That means it's too late. But, I, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to be the one to say it's too late. I see it. It looks like it. the fruit appears that way. But listen to me. If I will pray for them, if you will pray, and even the worst of the worst in this situation, at the highest levels, if we'll pray, then we loose God's hand to either his spirit pours out on them, they turn and repent, which is better for the kingdom, it's better for everybody, or he'll pick them up and judge it. Now, you got to be careful wanting him to just judge it and whack them because it could be us getting whacked. Everybody in the sound of my voice has deserved to be whacked. All of us. We can only thank God for his mercy. So I want to start off tonight, and this wasn't where we're going, but I'm going to pray, and I'm asking you to pray with me. And I'm going to read this out fairly slow. But this is a prayer for cleansing bitter root judgments and bitter root experiences. And then we'll go on to the main body of teaching. But I want to, I believe the Lord would have us just clear this path. John the Baptist came and he said, make straight the pathways. Make the way the pathways for the Lord. What did that mean? What was John the Baptist telling people to do? He was telling them to repent, to turn, make it straight. You're walking crooked. Get out of that crooked path. Walk straight. Jesus follows right behind him. What do he say? Repent. <laughs> the kingdom of God is his hand. So we all have to do that. If you, if you haven't, maybe you're new listening to this today. Believe me, I'm not judging. I'm not judge fruit. I, I, I don't want to see people destroyed. God loves us. God's people have to act like God's people. And our standard for acting like God's people is the one that stretched out on the cross. Our brother Paul, 
struck down, not destroyed. He went through so much. Touch. Beaten. You know, oh my Lord. And the Lord showed him all that that was going to go on before it ever happened. But Paul, he said, he said, look, I've shown you how to act. And he said, but really, you need to follow Jesus. He said, I, I, I'm just doing my best. He's acting like, I'm acting like Jesus. Follow him. But here I've done it before you. So why don't we be a people that are like that and see God move? He loves us. He's for us and not against us. I believe that, that I believe that we are going to see some amazing things in the days and times to come. The Bible tells us about the times they're in back in the book of Daniel says those that know their God will do great exploits. And I just decree over this entire group that great exploits have come forth because they know their God. We know our God. And to know him means to be intimate with him, to become one with him. So let's pray this prayer and then we'll move forward. It is a prayer for cleansing from bitter root judgments and bitter root experiences. If you'll pray with me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I confess and repent of all my bitter root judgments and bitter root expectancies of my father and my mother and all other persons, including those I remember and those I don't remember. I counsel every one of them and destroy by the finger of the living God all curses and effects thereof. In their place, I bless all those involved with every blessing that I can give, setting them free from all my judgments and condemnations in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I honor my father and mother to the extent God's will permits in every area of my life. I cancel all inner vows that I ever made contrary to the will of my heavenly father and destroy the curses and effects thereof, replacing them with that which blesses all involved. I bring to the cross for crucifixion all attitudes, habits, practices, consequences coming from all of the above, reckoning them as dead on the cross when Christ died. I choose to hate all my sins enough to give them up, no matter what his cost shall be according to his will and through the Christ who strengthens me. Now listen, if you're not able to catch and go along with me repeating, but you're hearing my words, agree. Listen, I I pray for people that couldn't even talk. Because they had tracheas, things in it, wasn't able to speak. And I'd say, just agree with me. Yes. And they would nod their head. Yes. Yeah, just like, just, just agree. And at the end of that, I started casting those demons out. They'd come right out. <laughs> deliverance is the children's bread. But here, you know what deliverance is? Deliverance happens when we come into agreement with the living God. It's about agreement. This whole battle that we're in, good versus evil. It's about agreement. Are we going to, do we agree with the living God? Do we agree with God? Do we agree with his word? Do we agree with his spirit? Or do we agree with darkness? Or do we agree with our own flesh? (laughs) Do I agree with my opinion? Contrary to the word of God. So if you're in agreement, agree. 
I confess and repent of all wrongful judging coming from an impure heart involving blame, condemnation, anger, envy, jealousy, bitterness, and all wrongful motives. I replace them with all the blessings that I can give in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask God to forgive me wherever I've sown wrongful thoughts, words, and actions that's reaping therein insofar as his will permits and to redeem all the rest. I forgive my father. I forgive my mother and all the others asking that anything of which I'm not aware be brought to my mind by the Holy Spirit. Let's ask the Lord. Let's just take a moment before I move to the next page. Just ask the Lord. Lord, is there anything I need to see? Is there anyone, have I, have, is, have I not forgiven? Is there any place that I haven't really let it go? I'm asking you to show me. I'm asking in Jesus' name. Should the Lord show you? Start letting them go. I let it go, Lord. I let it go. You see, obedience to the Lord. If you don't forgive, you're not forgiven. He tells a parable that says, if you don't forgive, tormentors come. Tormentors are demons. I, I don't. Listen, I want them out. I don't want to be inviting them. Let's get them out. But then listen to me. You bless them. When you bless your enemies, you get healed. <laughs> when you pray for those that despitefully use you, you end up being healed. And pretty soon, if you keep praying for them, every time you think about it, you go, Ooh, like inside, but you pray. You do what God said. You give God room to work in your life. And you get healed. And pretty soon when you hear their name, when you see them, you don't clam up inside. You don't have that jolt. Say, I pray God's richest blessings on all who have wronged me. I cancel all parental inversion that has taken place in my life. And all bondage to performance orientation. Parental inversion means some of you had to raise your parents. Some of you were put in a place of being adults. And you shouldn't have been. And it's like you, the child, became the parent. And then some of you could never please your father. And you could never please your mother. And so you're trying to please. And you're, you, you, if, and if somebody's unhappy, you're, you're, you're devastated because you're, you're trying to be a people pleaser all the time. But more than that, even you're not at rest with God because you're trying to work your way, do something to get him to accept you and love you, and he loves you already. He wants to change us, but he loves us. So I repent of and cancel all my sinful attitudes and practices not included in the above. I replace them with the love and his holy will for myself and all involved. I repent of and cancel all my sinful attitudes and practices not included in the above. Anything not included in the above should be. I do now include in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Anything else I haven't confessed to sin. Anything else, any bad attitudes anywhere. Any defiance of the living God I repent for. I confess to sin. Even where I have prayed a mess. Prayed soulish prayers. Wanted you to do things, Lord, that's not at all lining up with your will. 
praying curses over people instead of blessings. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to complete as necessary in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is in the name above all names, complete this work. And it's for your honor and the glory of God. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come here now. Take me and all aspects of myself into your loving arms. I ask you to show me the lies I've believed regarding the sins done to me and those that I've chosen to commit and the lies that I believed about myself. I'm asking you to reveal it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, just say this, and I'm asking you to close your eyes and see what the Lord shows you. Say, Father, I'm asking you to show me any lies that I've believed about myself. And show you, Father, I'm sorry for believing the enemy and not you. And I renounce those lies. I renounce the deceit. I ask you, Heavenly Father, to replace these lies with truth. Giving forgiveness, cleansing, healing, comfort, and full, complete, and permanent deliverance from these lies that I believe. And taking back any and all ground given to Satan and his demonic forces. And fully redeem all these failures and preserve me from repeating the same. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath now. Everybody in the sound of my voice, take a deep breath. Come on out. Come on out. Haven't been in deliverance before. You may cough, sneeze, yawn, burp. You may cry. You may just feel stuff happening in your body. But right now, in Jesus' name, I command them to go in the name of Jesus. We cut the soul ties to everybody where every bitter root judgment was. We cut them. 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 I'm going to ask you now to close your eyes and say, Father, show me where the cords need to be cut. And if he shows you, just take a moment and exercise the faith. Father, show me. And if he shows you faces or you just know people, then take one hand, chop it in the other like this, like you're chopping something. And you are. You're cutting cords that tie you to people, and you're breaking down demonic bridges that tie you to people and places where unholy things happen, and those judgments were formed in your soul. So just take that moment and take care of it, and then we'll move forward. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now come out of God's people. In the name of Jesus, let him go. Let him go in Jesus' name. Let him go. Take a deep breath. Go, 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 go. In Jesus' name, the Lord rebuke you. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for your warriors that, and, and, and that, that descend there with your people and destroy the work of darkness. Destroy these works of darkness. Pull out the bitterness. Pull out the anger. Pull out the offense. Pull out the rage. Break the power of abuse in the name of Jesus. Spiritual, physical, verbal, sexual. Let them go in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you that the love of God conquers all. And we bless you 
and give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Take one more deep breath and we'll move on. One more deep breath. One more deep breath. Let them go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I was sitting there yesterday. Might have been this morning. And I looked at the hundreds of thousands of people in Washington, D.C. that were there for what I believe was a good purpose. But nonetheless, they were surrounded, surrounding the Washington Monument. And as I looked at that, we have a root problem, too. We have problems all over the world, but that Washington Monument is an idolatrous symbol. For those of you that don't know, the Statue of Liberty is, too. But the Washington Monument is a Masonic symbol, 666 feet high. It is a male phallic symbol. The flags that go around it represent the female. It is a Baal worship. This is just a, a little bit of background there if you don't know. It's called an obelisk. The Bible describes it in the obelisk. He, the Bible describes them in Kings and Chronicles, and God hates that. They also call them Asherah poles. Asherah poles. Baal was a god. Asherah was his wife. The equivalent of Baal in Egypt was Osiris. His wife is Isis. Their son was Horus. Their equivalent was Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz. And that, that, that obelisk, basically what happened is Nimrod was killed. His part, he was cut up into many pieces. Everything was sent back to his wife, Semiramis, except one part. So she built a statue, an obelisk, and it became part of what's been a long-term fertility cult that has been passed down through the ages that today is Freemasonry. Freemasonry is Baal worship. Is the Freemasons built that object. So all these well-meaning people, peacefully, many of them praising God, many of them calling on the name of the Lord, many of them believing they were called there to help save this republic and keep us from going into communism. But right there in the midst of them was that object. I got news. One day, all of that's going away. When the Lord Jesus comes back, there ain't going to be none of the any of those. That's my Texan coming out. There won't be none of those. <laughs> There's not going to be any statues of anybody. There ain't even going to be any statues of Jesus. And by the way, when we see him and behold him face to face, we're actually going to know what he looks like. We're actually going to know. But there's not going to be any statues because God's into the living, worshiping the living God, not statues. So we're going to talk about idolatry. So the definition of idolatry is the worship of a physical object as a god. It is the immoderate attachment or devotion to something. The definition of idolize is to worship as a god brought of or admire to excess. Give me one second. I'm trying to have a little technology issue. Just give me one second, please. 
All right. To worship as a God broadly, to love or admire to access. Thank you, Father. It is also of or relating, idolatrous, of or relating to idolatry, having the character of idolatry, given to idolatry. Here's what Jehovah God says in his word. Some call him Yahweh. Some call him Jehovah. He says, Exodus 20, 3 through 4, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not be an idol in the form of anything, in the heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. James 4, 4, You people are not faithful to God. You should know that loving what the world has is the same as hating God. So anyone who wants to be friends with this evil world becomes God's enemy. Four and five. Do you think the scriptures mean nothing? Scriptures say the spirit God made to live in us wants us only for himself. One second. Uh, we're getting a little resistance now because I'm running through a PowerPoint. One, one second, body. Let me get back where I was. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Here we go. All right. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 29:18. Make sure there is no man or woman, clan or tribe amongst you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of those nations. Make sure there is no root among you that produces such bitter poison. I'm sitting here. If I was sharing this PowerPoint with you, I'm looking at a picture of Odin, a picture of Frigg, a picture of Thor. These are Nordic gods. Often when we take people through, per- I can't, I'm just telling you, body of Christ, I take lots of people through personal deliverance and I find out what their ethnicity was, what, what they believe they're, where they were from. And you start casting out if they're Scandinavian or other, I've, I've cast Odin out of people, Frigg out of people, Thor out of people, uh, uh, the, the Germanic gods out of people. I've cast the Egyptian gods and goddesses out of people, the Persians out of people. I, I mean, you on and on and on and on. And you're not actually dealing with the entities that were worshiped as a god, but because beings were pre-flood beings, supernatural beings. The Bible tells us in Genesis 6 that the sons of God took the daughters of men for wives and there were giants in the land. So all these beings are a reflection of that. The information came across the flood, but you had it babble a change in the languages and they got worshipped by different names all over the world, but they're the same beings. But what happens is when your ancestors worship, you say, well, I never worshipped Thor. Well, you probably didn't. Now, if you went and saw that movie, Thor, you, you did. <laughs> and I promise you that you open yourself up to a demon spirit called Thor. But when your ancestors worship these gods, a demon will take on the name of the god and come into you. Uh, and I can also prom- – one thing I'll tell you, I was sitting there looking at the name Frigg. Frigg is one of the goddesses, or one of the gods of the Nordics, but there's a goddess named Freya, and that's where we get the name Friday. So Monday is moon day, and, and Sunday is about sun worship, 
and you go almost Saturn is about Saturn and Freya is Friday and Thursday is Thor Day. And I'm going to promise you that when Jesus comes, we're going to get some new name days. <laughs> we'll be with you. It won't be that way in the millennium. Then the next slide I have is these Celtic. And when I'm looking at them, there was Sir Nunos, the god of the underworld. He's his equivalent is Osiris in the Egyptian pantheon. And I'm looking at these things, the Avengers and these cartoon characters. Listen, why do you think they've come out with all of them? It's to prepare you for a return. God said, the Lord Jesus said, when he comes, it's going to be like the days of Noah. I, I want to tell you, body of Christ, listen to me. We have, uh, listen, God has granted us a great life. If you're born again... You be thankful. First thing, you ain't going to hell anymore. And as rough as things can get, we have the best opportunity on the face of the earth. You've been graced by God to know the truth. And then you have a opportunity. You've been given spiritual gifts, every spiritual gift you need to live a life of godliness. And it has rewards. We'll have more heavenly rewards than any of the rewards we get on earth. But but I'm going to tell you things we've watched. You've watched in the last year. <laughs> I mean, there has been a disease created and foistered on 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 the world. Came out of labs for political and power purposes that destroyed all sorts of lives. We we've, we've seen the it's been insane. And I'm not listen. I I, I caught COVID. I know what it's like to have it. And God was graceful enough to heal us, and we live. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm telling you that things, what we've been seeing so far, we have been seeing the darkness work through people. We've been seeing it work through people. So we we see evil people doing evil things. We see the lying. We see the cheating. We see the violence. We see the anger. We see all of that. It is demonic, but it's working through people. But listen to me. There is a day coming when these things that were worshipped as gods are coming out. They're coming out, and they're going to be seen. So you're going to see supernatural things in the days and times to come. So there's nothing new under the sun. But I'm going to tell you something. A glorious thing is, there's a man named Jesus going to return. And when he comes back, all of these things are going to be destroyed. Just like, it'd be like me or you taking out the trash to the garbage. That's how Jesus is going to deal with them. He is powerful. He is holy. He is mighty. I feel like, Lord, listen, one time, there was a young man. I was at a ministry. He met manifested demons, the people there called me to help him, I went and immediately he started telling me about how when he was a little boy, as the Catholic altar boy, he went through a plate glass window and when that happened, he got cut and a demon entered him and he'd been tormented by this thing all his life, but immediately he he started talking about how strong this thing was and how powerful and all of this and this and that, and I let him go a few seconds, and I realized that was demon the demon trying to tell me how tough he was. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, hold on a minute. I said, I bind you in Jesus' name. Jesus is the stronger man. Jesus is the strongest man, not you. And I said, 
Jesus is Lord. And then he kicked that demons out and the young man's life changed. There was more that came out than that one. But the enemy wanted to brag on himself and make himself big. Jesus is the big one. So now I've got a deal up here of the Hindu gods and the mixtures. And, and, and they had humans and animal mixtures, by the way, these Hindu images. Here's, here's one that is, is like a scorpion. And, and, uh, another one that's got snakes coming out of it. Another one with horns. And listen to me. They mixed humans and animals, created supernatural beings. I'm humans and animals. God says there's nothing new under the sun. I'm sitting in the next one is the, is voodoo. And they're the voodoo gods. And it comes voodoo, Santeria, Mukumba. All of that came out of Nigeria from Yoruba and got through the islands and through South America and into Mexico and in those places and got mixed with Catholicism. So right in the middle of these pictures are Catholic saints and baby Jesuses that are worshipped. They they have mother-child cults all over the world. Next was the Native American, the Aztecs, sun gods, moon gods. Winged serpents. Listen, so when I, where I live is in southeast Oklahoma. The territory is called Choctaw Territory. This is the end of part A. Please play part B. Thank you. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are many hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home.